0: Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. The healthcare delivery system in this country and in this state is complex and it involves a lot of moving parts. Elected officials are often required to make decisions on a variety of issues that affect health, both directly and indirectly. Today's conversation is with Maya Pack, the Executive Director of the South Carolina Institute of Medicine and Public Health or as it is known the SCIMPH. They are a nonprofit organization established to help inform policy in South Carolina to improve health and health care. They provide members of the South Carolina General Assembly with clear evidence-based health policy information in a non-partisan manner. The board of directors of the SCIMPH is comprised of top-level executives from pharmaceutical companies, hospitals and insurers, as well as university presidents, legislators and doctors. This series on nonprofits making an impact in our state is sponsored by NP Strategy and the Sisters of Charity Foundation of South Carolina. Maya. When and why was the South Carolina Institute of Medicine and Public Health founded?
1: So the Institute of Medicine and Public Health was formed in 2011, so we're uh, just about 10 years old now. and uh, Our organization was founded by Kester Freeman as the founding executive director. He had previously served as chief executive officer of Palmetto Health for many years. And after a career managing the acute care side of healthcare, he really felt a passion for investing in prevention and policy to create a healthier state. So through the Health Policy Fellows Program, we also talk about healthcare financing and specifically our state's Medicaid program because it is such a large part of our state's budget and covers so many South Carolinians. We wanna make sure that the policymakers developing that budget and supporting the policies of those programs uh, fully understand the the decisions they're making and the impact it has on uh, the clients.
0: Maya, what programs do you have in place to execute on your mission? of improving health and healthcare in South Carolina.
1: So we have three main ways that we execute our mission. Uh, The first is through what we call the Health Policy Fellows Program. And that's where we bring together uh, elected leaders, legislators from the State House, to a series of uh, sessions over the fall where we talk about the determinants of health, uh, health inequities in our state, policies that are evidence-based and effective at addressing those inequities. And then we also talk about the healthcare system in our state and in our country, because it's very unique and different from anywhere else. And it's somewhat complicated and hard to understand. So through the Health Policy Fellows Program, we also talk about healthcare financing, and specifically our state's Medicaid program, because it is such a large part of our state's budget and covers so many South Carolinians. We wanna make sure that the policymakers developing that budget and supporting the policies of those programs Uh, fully understand the the decisions they're making and the impact it has on uh, the clients. So the second thing that we do as an organization is convene task forces. And these are 12 to 18 month um, processes where we bring together subject matter experts and stakeholders from across the state to tackle a specific health or health policy issue. In the past, we've studied the long-term care system, the behavioral health care system, And most recently, uh, the workforce uh, needed to address social determinants in our state. And through those processes, the task force uh, develops a set of recommendations for action uh, focused on the policy actions that can be taken to uh, improve the situation. And so we have a history of task forces making recommendations. And then, of course, we track those recommendations over time to see uh, to what degree they are implemented and what the effect of that implementation is on population health. There are subject matter experts and stakeholders from across the state to tackle a specific health or health policy issue. In the past, we've studied the long-term care system, the behavioral health care system, and most recently, uh, the workforce uh, needed to address social determinants in our state. And through those processes, the task force uh, develops a set of recommendations for action uh, focused on the policy actions that can be taken to uh, improve the situation. And so we have a history of task forces making recommendations and then of course, we track those recommendations over time to see uh, to what degree they're implemented and what the effect of that implementation is on population health.
0: What is the third way that you get the job done?
1: So the third uh, way we uh, work towards our mission is through policy briefs. Because the task forces are uh, such a time intensive endeavor, sometimes there's a policy question that's more discreet than looking at an entire system. And so uh, over the past couple of years, we've started doing policy and data briefs, which address specific issues in uh, four to 12 pages, unlike our task force reports, which are quite lengthy. And so uh, during the pandemic, for example, uh, we developed policy briefs on each of the major federal legislation um, actions that occurred and what the impact on South Carolina would be. Uh, We also did some data briefs in conjunction with DHEC to really drill down the data and the trends in our state um, related to COVID cases and deaths. because. There's so much information coming at each of us on the news every day uh, during the pandemic that it's hard sometimes to to see the big picture and to see the trends. And so we collaborated with DHEC to uh, produce those reports.
0: How do you measure the impact of your programs?
1: At the Institute, we evaluate our success in a number of ways, most importantly through the effect we have on changing policy over time. And so often legislators will use our work to provide the background and the evidence needed to move a particular policy forward. Uh, For example, uh, in our 2015 long term care report, we recommended, our task force recommended the development of an adult abuse registry in our state, which we are one of very few states that do not have such a registry uh, to keep track of uh, health care providers um, that might be uh, accused of neglect or abuse.
0: What is new and exciting in 2021 and going forward?
1: Throughout the pandemic, obviously, we've been tracking uh, policy actions and, and the data very closely. And in the crisis management response, we have seen that our state was not prepared for what happened. And so we've been asked to convene a task force to look at pandemic preparedness for the future. And so part of that process will be gathering the lessons that we learned, the the strengths we identified as a state during COVID and then any weaknesses in our system that need to be strengthened. Uh, Also knowing that a future pandemic could come in a very different form than, than how COVID arrived. And so starting this summer, we'll be convening a 12 month task force to look at how we can, as a state, become more prepared. And we're doing that project uh, in partnership with the North Carolina Institute of Medicine, and still we'll, so we'll be looking at two state solutions as well as individual state solutions. Shortly, uh, we'll be releasing a progress report on behavioral health systems in our state in Uh, collaboration with the South Carolina Behavioral Health Coalition. And back in 2015, uh, we had convened a task force on behavioral health, and a set of 20 recommendations came out of that process. And so the report we're releasing this spring is going to reflect on many of those recommendations to see, over the last six years, how have we improved as a state in in taking care of people with behavioral health illnesses, and what else do we need to do uh, to further strengthen these systems going forward. So we're excited about that publication and and the partnership with the Behavioral Health Coalition. Uh, The other thing we're doing later this year in the fall is convening our Health Policy Fellows Program. um, And we're, we're adjusting and updating the curriculum there because over the last two years, uh, a lot has um, been revealed in our state about the depth uh, of health disparities and racial and ethnic differences in health outcomes. And there's a lot of different factors that uh, play into that, and we feel it's important to arm our policymakers with the uh, information they need to really attack health disparities uh, to get us to a more just society.
0: So the SCIMPH provides this research and information to legislators and decision-makers. Does the organization have a lobbying or advocacy function?
1: The Institute serves as a nonpartisan convener and we provide evidence-based information. But we don't do advocacy. Uh, There are a lot of great advocacy groups uh, in our state working to advance their agendas. And we have task forces that have recommendations that we hope those advocates can carry forward. Um, but to you know, really maintain the trust that we've built over the last decade with legislators, uh, we, we identify as nonpartisan and we don't take positions on uh, specific legislation.
0: That was our conversation with Maya Pack, the Executive Director of the South Carolina Institute of Medicine and Public Health an organization established to help inform policy in South Carolina to to improve health and healthcare.